Do you ever feel your life is hanging on by a thread? Have you ever felt weak from the pressures of life's stress test? In today's message, Pastor Lannery gives us the tools to gain strength as we look to God to get stronger. we just want to thank you this morning we want to give you praise thank you for all that you are doing uh, as we have said this morning you are great as we have declared this morning we say one more time that you are great and we just bask in your greatness this morning thank you oh God we we'll bless you we give you praise. We, just stand up with me and just let's give him thanks one more time. Just stand up with me. Stand up with me. Just give him praise one more time. Give him praise one more time. Yes. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Just take your seat for a moment, if you can. Um, we, we, we are beginning to touch some things. Yeah. We are beginning to break some things. I've been feeling this rumble in my spirit for a while now. And, um, and I, I just want to let you know that atmospheres like this are not just, they don't just happen. You know, they are, they are, they are created. And God has enabled us to be able to create it. And... And I, I want us to just pay attention because we'll be getting into some things very soon. And um, that there are people here who are committed to creating this kind of atmosphere. And uh, I want you to know also that uh, we're breaking forth into something. And I want you to pay attention to what is going on. Because it is rumbling in the realm of the spirit. And before long, it's going to break out. Everybody will see. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible says there's nothing done in secret that will not be revealed. There are some things that are going on secretly now. And in a short time, they will be revealed. And every eyes will see it. But I just want you to just stay tuned, support us, pray for us. And let's see where the Holy Spirit is going to take us. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for joining us this morning. If this is your first time of joining us, we just want to thank God for you. We want to praise God for you. And we hope this will not be your last time of joining us. Uh, but before I say anything this morning, if you have some house cleaning to do, um, 
one of, our, one of the main things that we are for, or one of the things that we do in this church, is that we serve global communities. All right? Our vision is building strong families and serving global communities. And this morning, it gives me great Holy Ghost joy to uh, bring you uh, a group of people that uh, have gone out to represent us in serving global community in uh, South Sudan. If you remember, maybe about five weeks ago or something, we sent some people out, and it's just you know, uh, right for us to uh, uh, receive them back and let them give us you know, uh, what the testimonies and all that God was, uh, has enabled them to do. So where's Sister Ada, Sister Buchi, and Sister Jaja? Please just come forward and give us a testimony. And Sister Ada will. Can we pick them up here or they have to come up? Are we good? All right. Okay, I said before my five minutes starts, <laughs> I need to shout great hallelujah to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the great I am that I am, Jehovah El Shaddai, the changer of destinies, the great I am that I am. He's a mighty God. I want to thank God that five weeks ago, you all prayed for us and sent us out. We went to South Sudan. South Sudan is, um, is in Northeast Africa. Um, these people were so oppressed that it reflects on their attitude. There were about 20-something um, of us. 22 to be precise, that went on this mission. It was an awesome mission. God showed up. You won't believe that before we left the airport, we just got our visa one minute to the time of check-in. Wow. South Sudan is, um, I am not going to say anything negative about South Sudan because I believe it's a diamond in the mud and they're going through a process. And God is going to show up in South Sudan. Amen. And I believe that our journey to South Sudan is not going to be in vain. Pastor Bang, I thank you so much. Um, these our spiritual parents. They made, I don't know about you, but they opened my eyes to everything about mission. The very first time that I came to this church, I didn't know anything about mission, but they opened our eyes to missions. We um, went there and we saw angry people. South Sudan is the sixth most corrupt co uh, country in the whole world. They are so angry that they don't even appreciate anything that you do for them. But we let them know that we came because of the love of God and not for any other thing. Because you know, if, if there is no Jesus, there's no medical mission. And so we went there and we saw about 1,344 people, angry-looking people, hungry-looking people, the needy, name it. Yeah. And then 
we ministered the word to them and they received Christ. About 344 of them received Christ, which is the most important thing because God has brought us into this world to populate his kingdom and depopulate the kingdom of darkness. And we give him all the glory. And I want to let you know that we are all called to be missionaries because if you open your Bible to the book of Mark 16, 15, you will see it there. God has called every one of us to be a missionary. We are supposed to go. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you will enter the plane and go to another country. In your workplace is your mission field. Amen. At the marketplace is your mission field. Amen. There are so many people that, are, that, that, are, that want to know this God that we know. Yeah. We cannot give what we don't have. Because we have him, we have to give him out. Amen. Let me tell you, and even I'm talking to those that are watching us online. I want to encourage you to focus on mission. Look at the mission of this church. We are building strong families, and we are serving global communities. It's not local communities. God is global. We are global people, and we are serving global people. So we ought to go out there. You know why we step each other's toes when we come into the four walls of a structure? Because we think that ministry is in here. Ministry is out there. Amen. We stay here and step on each other's toes because we carry the light. When my light is shining on your eyes, you're not seeing anything. But God wants us to carry the light and go out there in the dark where people are dying and going to hell. And that's what he wants us to do. So when you go out there, your light will so shine that men will see your good work and they will glorify your God in heaven because he is the one that has sent you to be a missionary in the whole world. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Bank. And I'm not here to entertain us, but I am here to, to deal on the real business. We actually went to South Sudan to give them medication. We gave them um, walkers and um, wheelchairs and everything that we had because you have to give out. We're only coming in here to receive. And when you receive, you go out and give because the river that does not flow is things. Is things. And so you don't have to stay in the, in the four walls of a church. Ministry is out there. And that's, I'm encouraging every one of you. I don't know if I, my five minutes is Because <laughs> I'm not looking at the, at the clock. <laughs> so I am encouraging everybody, every single one of us, to please carry our mission in your heart because it has a package of mission. A package of mission. We are building strong families. We are serving global communities. That's all I want to say. Thank you, Pastor Bank. Thank you, Pastor Shell. Pastor Bank, thank you so much. Thank you for grooming us. Thank you for allowing us to come. It is you, Pastor Sheldon. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I, since you got a dollar, I think I'll just take my seat. <laughs> because every time you get a dollar, you know you did something, you touched something. <laughs> All right. Uh, Father, this morning we just want to thank you. Thank you for uh, the uh, opportunity and the privilege of being able to go out there and go and touch people in very unique ways with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we just want to thank you for everyone that has gone.
Sister Buchi, uh, Sister Jaja, and um, Sister Ada. We just want to bless you. We give you praise for them. We thank you because you will replenish them, you will uh, restore them, and you will bless them in every way. Whatsoever they lay their hands upon, you say it will prosper. Let this be a reality in their lives, O oh God. We give you praise and we bless you. And all that they have done, you say, whatsoever the Lord shall do, it shall be forever. Uh, nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. Let what you have done, the work that you have done through them, let it ring a bell for generations to come, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we've prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so uh, in the next 30 minutes or thereby, I will just quickly introduce a topic, and uh, we will go from there. Uh, in case you don't know me, my name is Landry, and um, <laughs> and today I will be talking on a topic I call stronger. Um, in scriptures, we have uh, symbolisms or images of strength, right? And, and that's what scripture does. I love the scripture because it helps us, you know, with images and, and symbolisms. But before we do that, uh, before we go ahead, let me just uh, read what Paul said in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, starting from verse 10. Ephesians 6, starting from 10. Okay. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Before I go, I, I want to read that. I'm, you know, I'm just reading that. I'll, I'll read, but I want you to take note of this because uh, a lot of the things I'll be saying today will kind of center around this be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right, let's go ahead. Verse 11. Verse 11. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I want you to note that also. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having guarded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Stop there. All right? Now, Paul here is painting a picture of strength for us. And Paul is using the example of the average Roman soldier here. And from scripture, some other images of strength that we find, or strong, or stronger, and all of that is like uh, in, in Psalms 1, 
where uh, uh, David or whoever wrote that psalm said, uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in counsel of the godly or, you know, standing in the way of sinners or sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Lord and his Lord does he meditate day and night. He said, this man or this person shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that is, that does not, uh, that is free, leaves us not wither and will bear fruit in his season. All right? So it's showing strength there. One of the image of strength that we have in Scripture is a tree that is planted by a river. All right? And if you do an exegesis of Scripture, you will find out that that is talking about the cedar, a cedar, a cedar tree. All right? And that imagery of strength that we see in Scripture that the Bible helps us to understand is what David said. He said, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. In other words, that tree that's planted by the river of water cannot be shaken. Come rain, come shine, come flood, it still remains. The Mount of Zion cannot change. Come rain, come wind, come thunder, come tornado, it still remains. And Paul went another level with us. Paul went to another dimension or another level with us. And now he's trying to paint a picture of strength to us. And he used the example of a Roman soldier. Now, I want us to understand that when Paul was writing this scripture, or writing, you know, uh, uh, there, there, there are some scriptures that are called the four prison scriptures. You know, Paul wrote those scriptures from, um, from, from prison. All right? And it was, uh, uh, the book of Ephesians was one of them. And Paul was using the imagery of, of the Roman soldier to explain to us what strength really is. Now, a bit of a background or historical background uh, for, uh, for, for a Roman soldier here, why Paul used that imagery is because the Roman soldier were the epitome of strength in those days. The Roman soldier, they, they, they symbolized uh, victory, they symbolized uh, resilience, they symbolized not giving up, all right? They could walk, and, and, and when, you, when you study scripture, and based on what Paul describes in how, you know, they were dressed, you know, the breastplate of, you know, their breastplate, their helmet, their belt, their shoes, you know, and the shield that they carry, and the sword that they carry, when Paul explained it, he was explaining what is called the legion. In the Roman soldiers, on the Roman army, there was a group of soldiers that were elite soldiers. And they were called the legions. Well, you, you know, something like the marines of today, all right? Like our marines, you know, the marines, the U.S. marines, all right, where they are elite soldiers. And that was what the legions were. Now, these legions could uh, run through any troop. They could withstand anything. And Paul was looking at them because they were guarding his prison cell and he was using them as an imagery to describe strength. And why was Paul doing that? Why was he doing that? He was trying to do that to encourage the Ephesians and the church of Jesus Christ at large that I want you to be strong because like we read in that scripture, whether you like it or not, the evil day is coming. 
We've talked about, you know, I've, I've had people describe the evil day. People say all kinds of things. They give us all kinds of description of what the evil day is. And sometimes I've had people say it's, you know, it's during the um, uh, Armageddon, the battle of Armageddon, when that will come and all that. But based on scripture, if you look at it from context, that's not what he's talking about. What Paul was talking about was that the devil seeks to oppress us. The devil seeks to deceive. The devil seeks to oppress, overcome, and have his way. And every time that the devil seems to challenge you, or life seems to challenge you, it's in one sense the evil day. In other words, the evil day is a day when your strength will be tested. When all that you think you know, and all that you think you are, and all that you believe you are, is tested. That's the evil day. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you that the devil is going to come after you. I'm saying to you that life is going to throw things at you. Your relationships, they are going to test you. Your job, your career is going to be tested. Everything about you is going to be tested. And when it is tested, are you going to remain standing? Are you going to remain standing? That's why the subtitle of this, of this message says, can you stand the stress test? Let me get my, let me get my image. On March 15, 2018, this happened. Just watch. As were crushed, and this thing was supposed to be um, the latest technology in building bridges. That's supposed to be the latest technology in bridge building in the US. But guess what? When that bridge fell, when this bridge, it was supposed to be a pedestrian bridge, when it fell, guess what was going on? It was going through a stress test. And as he was going through a stress test, he could not stand the stress. I want you to look at something. This was one of the best designed bridges with all these guys. Best, latest technology. It had all the pillars in the right places. It had all uh, the guardrails and everything were built, the concrete, everything was calculated. It had all of that in place. But guess what happened? When it was tested with stress, yeah. it collapsed. You know why? Because the structural integrity had issues. It doesn't matter how much you spend on a bridge. It doesn't matter how much, you know, you build it. It doesn't matter how much experts do it. It doesn't matter how great the people that did it before. In fact, the people that built these bridges had experience before. 
But because they did not cater to the structural integrity of the building, of the bridge, guess what happened? It came down. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying that we are going to be tested. And the test is going to be a test of the structural integrity of our lives. And if there's a breach in the structural integrity of our lives, guess what? It does not matter what it is. It's going to come crashing down. And you might not be able to stand when it happens. All right? Is that telling me to stop? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Now, here's what I want you to note. I want to note this morning before I end, before I just wrap up this section of the, of the teaching, I just want you to note that, number one, strength comes from God. All right? That's why I say be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it and dice it, strength always comes from God. All right? Paul said it. He said, not that I have accomplished of myself, but everything I do, I do through Christ who strengthens me. All right? Number two thing I wanted to note, which is where I'm going to start uh, 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 hitting deep now, is there are two types of strength. And they complement each other, and none is complete without the other. So can you go back to verse 10, and let me see, and, and I'll take it from there, and I'll just try and dig in and see some of the things that we can bring up. Okay, verse 10. Um, look at what it said in verse 10. Ephesians Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. All right? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The word and automatically tells me there are two things he's talking about there. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It tells me automatically that there are two things he's talking about there. There's something about being strong in the Lord, and there's something else about being strong in the power of his might. And for us, many times as Christians, we have focused more on the power of his might and forgotten to be strong in the Lord. Our attention is, every time, who is going to prophesy to me? Who is going to speak to me? What do you have for me? Who is going to pray for me so that I fall under the power? Now, all these things are good. They are great. They are mighty. I want to see them. All right? But I am telling you the truth. That no matter how anointed anybody is, no matter how great, no matter how powerful the anointing is, if the structural integrity of your life is not working, it's not going to last. When it says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, what it is talking about in the first place, be strong in the Lord, it's talking about you growing up and maturing spiritually. If you don't grow, for many of us, our personal growth is not what we care about that much. Our personal development is not what we care about. Character is no issue for us. We don't care what it is. 
as long as I can just get the power to just keep doing what I need to do. But what sustains what God is going to do in your life? What is going to sustain what God is releasing to us is going to be that we are people who are maturing and people who are building character. I love this guy who is a leadership expert, you know, uh, Dan Ryland, trust him. He said one very powerful statement. And uh, the very first time after I heard it, it has never left me. It has become some kind of, you know, uh, um, uh, perimeter by which I, I guide my life. He said, incompetence, listen, he said, incompetence will slow you. When you're incompetent in anything, it's going to slow you down. He said, but a lack of character will derail you. Incompetence will only slow you down. But a lack of character will derail you. In other words, think of life as a rail or as a train. If you don't know how to drive that train, it's going to slow you down, right? You're stopping along the way. Uh, you're not moving very fast. You're, yeah. But if you don't have character, guess what? You are going to run that train off the rail. So what is the trust of what I'm saying this morning? The trust of what I'm saying this morning is this, is that without growing up or maturing spiritually, without being concerned about how we're growing, about how we're maturing, about how we're developing spiritually, without developing and building character, without all of that, guess what? If all that would depend on is for somebody to pray for me, for somebody to, you know, do deliverance for me, for somebody to heal me, for somebody to uh, do all kinds of things. If that is all that our life is based upon, or that is all our life is counting on, guess what? We are one penny short of what God actually wants for us. That's why he said, can you give me again uh, verse, verse, verse 12? No, start from, start from verse 11, sorry. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see what he said? The armor of God, you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. All right? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Can you see that? He said, you, you may be able to withstand having done all to stand. Listen again. You may be able to withstand having done all to stand. There are two things there. Two different things again there. All right? There is the area of withstanding. But before there's a withstanding, there has to be a standing. Before you can withstand, there has to be a standing. It is that standing that after you are withstanding, it will still keep you standing. And that standing has to do with, again, our personal development, taking care of our personal development, growing. The Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, it says strong men belong to those who are of age, who by the reason of use. How do you begin to develop this? It's by use. You begin to mature. Maturity is not how many scriptures, how much scripture you know. Maturity is not 
you know, how much you can lay hands on people and they will fall. That's the gifts of the Spirit a lot of times. All right? There are some of us that thrive on the gifts of the Spirit or we think that we're going to be carried by the gifts of the Spirit rather than the character of the Spirit. If you are going to be strong, to be able to stand after everything, like we learned last week, uh, uh, Pastor Bank was talking about, he says, the rains will come. From Matthew, we read from Matthew, that the rains will come, the storm will rage, and the flood will flow. And whoever standing is the one that is practicing or doing my word. Question again. When all has been said and done, are you going to remain standing? Another question. Are you just thriving on the gifts of the Spirit rather than the characters of the Spirit? Because what sustains, what will sustain you in the midst of everything? Because a time will come, especially during the evil day sometimes, and it looks like God is not present. And at those times, sometimes, it looks like a dark cloud. It looks like the, spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are not even working. It looks like everything has turned around and everything is going around and nothing is happening. At those times, what is going to keep you going is the strength that you have been able to build with a personal relationship with God whereby you are growing in the Lord. You are strong in the Lord. And as you get stronger in the Lord, it's easier to now become strong in the power of his might. All right? So there's a combination between the growing in the Lord. There's a com there has to be a combination. Growing in the Lord and growing in the power of his strength. And for many of us, that is not the case. But God wants to call us to a place this morning where he wants us to start growing up and start relating with him and start developing, you know, our character with him and all of that. It's just like a champion boxer, all right? When you have a champion boxer, uh, they, they don't just wait until the days of, of you know, of, of the context or contest before they start Going there. In fact, I have a friend who, 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 who boxes, and um, he, a lot of times, I've, I've gone out to do some exercise with him to run and all of that, and um, I was asking him, because I just could not stand, you know, the, the way he runs, the way he does all of that, and I'm not a slow runner, I, you know, I'm average. But the guy just breezes past me as if, you know, um, He's as if, you know, he's just drinking water. Yeah, he just breezes past me and, you know, so I, I found a way of not going there to, because he makes me look like I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not matching up. So, so I just found a way of just not, uh, this thing, not, not walking out with him because. <laughs> and I asked him, why do you have to go through all this? What is the reason why you go through all this? He said, wow. He said, because my fight is every day. My fight is every day. If I don't win it now, you see in that ring, oh, it's going to be a bad day for me. <laughs> so I have to build the stamina. I have to be strong. 
I have to, you know, uh, a lot of times all those tactics and techniques that, you know, that I have learned, everything that I've developed, they are great things. But if I don't have the stamina, those things are just a waste of time. And so that's why I try to push and push myself in exercise. I push myself. You know, he goes to the gym. He does all this. And I'm like, what are you doing all these things for? All you need to do is just, you know, practice your skills. And he said, no, beyond the skills, there has to be the test of stamina. And in the same way, did the Bible not say we are like athletes? In the same way, we need to build our stamina before the day of warfare appears. We need to be able to build our stamina so that when anything happens, under everything, you, are, you remain consistent, you remain the same. That's the only time I would recommend that you are like Jesus, all right? You are, you are the Lord, you change it not. In the days of evil, in the days of, you know, when things are not working right, you are remaining consistent like Mount Zion, you cannot be moved. In the days when things are not working, when it looks like God is not even present, when we're going through stuff we don't understand and we don't have an explanation for, you can still stand strong, courageous, and bold. Because why? You have matured in God. There's a strength in you that is holding you irrespective of what is going on. That at the end of the day, you remain strong, you remain steadfast, you remain immovable. Now, when I'm talking about this strength, when I'm talking about strength and, and all of that, now, does it mean that, you know, you, you cannot emote? No, that's not what I'm talking about, right? When things come, that you are consistent, you remain consistent and remain the same. Does it mean uh, you cannot show expressions of emotions? Does it mean you cannot cry? Does it mean, no, that's not what I'm talking about, all right? When things happen and if that's going to make you feel good, I mean, you go ahead and do it. And then when I say strength, does it mean you don't deny it? Does it mean you deny the reality? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying that irrespective of what happens, after you have cried, after you have gone through the pain, after you have knelt down, after you have been confused, after, you know, the whole uh, thing has happened to you, you come out on the other side and you still remain standing. Because there's strength in you that you have built with God. And God in you is beginning to strengthen you to be able to stand irrespective of anything that has happened. Let me tell you the reason why you need to stand. You see the bridge I showed you? That was the reason why that bridge was built. There's a city of Clearwater on one side of the expressway. And then there's the city of University Park on the other side. And this huge, gigantic highway, you know, is a divide. And so it's difficult for people, pedestrians, to cross from one side to the other. And so they cannot enjoy the facilities and, and all of that that's going on, you know, in, in the different parts of the city. So they wanted to connect the two cities. But in the process of trying to connect the two cities, it broke. Because what? The structural integrity of the bridge could not withstand the pressures. And guess what? The main purpose for which that, build, that bridge was built was not attained or was not achieved. 
In the same way, God has called you for a reason. He has called you for a purpose. There's something that God has invested in you that the world has to see and express and, 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 and experience, I mean. And if you don't have the strength to remain standing, just like that bridge, you may not be able to show the world what God has prepared for you and for them through you. And then, you know, you see, I, I just look at Christians who are just, who are just called, you know, uh, miracle-wanting Christians. Not miracle-walking Christians. Miracle-wanting Christians. <laughs> you know? And all that we just want is just want to see something. We want to see something happen. We want to see something happen. We're like the Grecians. We just want to see a new miracle. We want to see a new expression. We want to see a new this. We want to see a new this. And we're doing that at the expense of what God is working, the workings of God on our inside. If you want to be like the person that God said Moses was, that to Moses, I did what? I showed my ways. And to the children of Israel, I showed my acts. For many of us, it's just the acts that we want to see. But Moses, because he knew God's ways, was able to bring the acts to bear. If all you are looking for is just somebody to do miracles for you and all of that, you are going to see miracles, but it's not going to be by your hand. It's not going to be by you. The great things that God is going to do is not going to be by you. That's why we need to be able to present ourselves to God's ways. The way he wants us to do things. And that is the only way we can get stronger. Day by day. And so we are not just getting stronger. We are able to bring to pass what God has called us to do. It is in that interaction, it is in that kind of relationship that Moses had with God, that God showed him his ways. And God also wants to show us in this day and this message on his ways. Amen. So that we can bring his acts to bear. Amen. Amen. And so a lot of times, you know, we, we, we turn it around. We're looking for the acts so that the ways will come. But God wants the ways and then the acts. What am I saying in all these things? I'm trying to tell you this morning that you are important to the kingdom of God. And until we begin to invest ourselves and our times in getting stronger, especially in getting stronger in the Lord like Paul was writing, it's going to be difficult for us to really experience the depths and the realities of the acts of God that he wants to do. So as a, may, as a way of preparation, of preparing us and preparing yourself, I want you to start committing yourself to saying, God, I want to know your ways the more. I was talking to, I was talking to somebody who had, you know, some questions about faith and all of that and things like that. And... Uh, what I told the person was, you're in a good spot now. You're in a good spot. You know why? Because God wants to reach you now. You are not, it's no more the faith of your father anymore. It's now just the faith of my father and my faith. 
So the faith of your father has become your faith. In other words, you have embraced it. It has become yours. It is now mine. Because many of us are just living on fumes on what uh, the preacher said. And there's no, there's not, I mean, no, no disregard for the preacher. I'm one of them. All right? But I'm just saying that what I'm telling you this Sunday now cannot sustain you enough to be strong. It can help you to open you up to the things of God, for you to be able to move further in the things of God, for you to be able to understand the things of God, for your eyes to be opened in a new dimension. But you have to do the work of being strong or strengthening yourself in all that you have heard. You don't grow by proxy, man. You don't grow by proxy. You cannot say, oh, you know, uh, Pastor Bank, can you please grow for me? Do, do my growth for me, I will pay you. You know, you, you know there are people who do that now? They, you know, yeah, they do that. I, I, I mean, I, at least I know somebody, I know one person. I don't know too many people. I know somebody, right, who, who pays somebody on the payroll, monthly payroll. No kidding. Monthly payroll for the person to pray for them and tell them what scriptures to read. And I'm like, that's the kind of job I want. <laughs> I will pray for you as long as you pay me. That's a great, and, and, and what I'm saying, it's, it, I mean, it's no small, it, it, it's no mean pay. What I'm telling you is no mean pay. I mean, she pays good. Yeah, she pays good. And guess what? She has time to go on vacation with the woman, all right? Because the person cannot do without, you know, that prayer warrior beside her. So when she's going, traveling all over the world, she's going with the person. So the person is not just getting paid. The person is getting vacation and traveling. I, I love that kind of... <laughs> I love, yeah, the prayer contractor. I love that kind of job. Unfortunately, the other person that is being prayed for is not benefiting anything because you're not growing. It's not going to be by proxy. That's not how it works. The way it works is that you have to sit down. Yes. Dig into it. Yes. Align with God. Yes. Let God reveal himself to you. And you will go stronger and stronger. So that when all these things in life visit you. And all the dust settle. Now, you, you may be covered in dust. But you are still standing. Amen. Amen. Yes. So what am I saying? I'm saying that there's a standing you have to stand before you can effectively withstand. All right? What is withstand? What is standing and what is withstand? I'll close with that. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's a Greek word. <laughs> Standing means histemi. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right. All right? Histemi, which is to abide, to continue, to be established, and to be able to hold up. And then withstanding means antihistemi, which means to stand against, to oppose, and to resist. 
What does this tell us? It says that before you can resist or oppose, you have to be able to abide. There's an abiding that you have to do before you can oppose. The Bible says resist the devil and he will run from you. But you know what he said before that? Submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. But you see, what we are really concerned about is the resist. Just resist it. Just resist it. Just resist it. Just resist it. And then we're resisting today. He goes today. He comes back tomorrow. And then you resist again. He goes away. He comes back again. But we want to be like Jesus. That when that guy, you see, um, um, when, when that legion, when that, when that uh, uh, the madman of Gadarene, Gadarene or whatever it's called, whatever the name, you know, you know, you know the, the demon wanted to oppress Jesus because, you see, if you say legion, he said, what's your name? He said, my name is legion. You know what he was talking about? You know what he was saying, legion? He was giving Jesus the image of the Roman army that was conquering. He was trying to tell him, I'm no ordinary demon. I'm not just the kind of, you know, demon that you mess around. I am legion. And I just told you what legion is. Legion are the elite military units of the Roman army. So when he said it, when, when he told Jesus, I am legion, he, he, Jesus understood, he, you know, it, it was a language that he understood. But guess what Jesus did? He just told him, because Jesus himself had been with the Lord. He had built himself. He had made himself strong. He was able to tell the legion to go and never come back again. So what am I saying to you today? That the onus is on us to be strong. And we can build that strength that God wants us to build. And if we build that strength, we become stronger. And as we become stronger, guess what happens? We can resist the devil and he will flee from us and never come back again. I'll continue next week.